0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And
1: I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e reader. This episode, we're talking about aftermarket book extras. That's dust jackets, that's sprayed edges with these beautiful designs. Have you seen them? Have you not? We're going to tell you about them. We're going to talk about how much they cost. We're going to talk about whether or not it's worth it. (laughs) But first, Bria, what are you reading? Uh, Mallory, there's a new Justina Ireland out. Uh, What? How did I not know this? I didn't know either. And I don't know how I missed it. But I got to tell you, it's great. I just started reading it. I'm maybe like 30, 40% of the way through the book. If you don't know, Dread Nation is a Justina Ireland book that I have recommended many times on the show. It's such a great book. This one, also great. And the world building is spectacular. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing a kiss and throwing my hand chef, in the air yes. like a chef. Yes. It, the world building is <laughs> fantastic. So this one takes place in 1937. And there's a lot of world building. It's magic. It's all magic stuff. Um, and basically, there was this big event. So there's magic within this world in 1937. And every, a lot of people had magic. And then there was this big event um, that's called the Great Rust. Um, The book is called Rust in the Root. And basically it threw America into like this bad, like bad things started happening because there are all these people, there are different kinds of magic. And one was called Mechomancy. And that meant that people could control machines. And it was mostly, the people who had Mechomancy were mostly uh, white Americans. And they used Mechomancy for everything. They built all of the like farming equipment with it. They built everything that they had relied on Mechomancy and then suddenly it kind of quit working correctly. And they don't, Really know why? I don't know if we're going to get into that, but this is all about this young black woman named Laura, and Laura is a mage. She's from Pennsylvania, and you're only supposed to have one kind of magic. Laura has multiple, so that is a thing. And she's, oh. she's trying to figure out what to do. Well, you meet her, and things. She's kind of at a low point, but she figures out that if she can go and work for the Arcane's Conservation Corp, um, uh, she can go and be a person who goes and, like, fixes problems in these other cities. So that's kind of what it's about. Um, and she meets this other very powerful magic person named Skylark um, who has this sort of... And she takes her on as an apprentice. And it's great because it's set in, like, the 30s. So it's like, really interesting because some you know, modern some like not modern technology. It's technology from the thirties, but then also there's portals. And also there's like all these mysteries. Oh, that's really cool. And uh you don't really they go they go on this mission mission. There's like also these like kind of monstery things. And they find out that like, you know, obviously the the black mages are treated as less than than the within the white ones. And they're part of this very specific section that is supposed to is kind of like going and fixing where like these white mages fucked up. And you don't really know. And I don't know because I haven't finished this book. But you don't know. There's obviously a mystery happening here. And I don't know what it is. But it's great. It has a really great, strong female character who is, you know, she's cool. And she can do one of the magics. I think you'll like this is called Floromancy. And they can do like plant-related magic. So, okay, Justine Ireland has, like, come up with, like, it's a whole new magic system, and that is really exciting to read because you first start reading you're like, wait, what? And then there's a page that is like, oh, here's the different types of magic. There's, like, one that just has to do with, like, kind of manipulating people and animals, which is not legal. You're not supposed to do that one. Um, and so there's, like, all these different kinds of mancies. They all have the word mancy <laughs> on the end. Um, like oh the... God. And so the woman that she's paired up with, that Laura's paired up with, is in, it does Floramancy, and so does Laura. But it's just great. If you love world building, if you love magic, if you love Dread Nation, y'all got to get this book. It is so fun. Oh my God. I was reading a book that was too scary, and I started reading this one because I was like, well, let me just check this out. And now I can't put this book down. I got to finish it before I go back to the scary one because it's so wow, good, and it has me really, really entertained.
0: New Justina Ireland is an event.
1: Total event.
0: Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? I am reading a very hotly anticipated book on the, in, the, in the Mallory world. It is The Night Ship by Jess Kidd. Oh. And Jess Kidd wrote that book that I was obsessed with in 2020, one of my favorite books of the year, Things, Things and in jars. jars, book that I'm, like, always trying to get people to read. So she has this new book uh, called The Night Ship, and it's mostly very different from Things in Jars, but also sort of similar. Uh, it's a historical fiction about—so it's these two different— if you love a book with multiple timelines— this is the book for you. So there's two different narratives here. There's one narrative that's happening in the 1600s. And it's about this young girl who is on a ship uh, from where her Dutch family lives in the Netherlands all the way down to Indonesia. And she's going to visit her father who she has never met before and apparently is a very wealthy Dutch merchant down in Indonesia. Uh, I won't tell you why she's being sent down there. um, But as she's on this like, you know, I think it's like a six or six or seven month journey all the way down there. And um, she's with her nursemaid and she's meet, like meeting people on the ship and maybe discovering this some sort of mystery happening on the ship. Um, something maybe spooky, something maybe not spooky, something maybe um, maybe violent. Um but at the same time, there's this other narrative that takes place in 1989 that is on these islands uh, near Indonesia. This young boy, his mother has just died. He does, also doesn't know, has never met his father, doesn't know who his father is. Uh, and he's being sent to live with his very gruff and grumpy grandfather who hates everyone and everyone hates him. And he lives on this little, little tiny fishing island. And as he gets to the island, he's starting to meet people who, like historians and scientists who are there to investigate the wreck of this very famous ship like this huge very famous t- disaster tragedy um and you find out it's the same ship that the little girl was on mm. and so you start to see so he's kind of dealing with maybe like a mystery that's happening on the island maybe a ghost is involved maybe it isn't you don't know yet and you start to see how they're both these narratives that are 300 years apart are kind of related to each other and you like there's there's a lot of twists you want to know what's happening with both of them and you also want to know like it's 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 kind of like a um like a why done it like you know from go like reading the jacket copy that this little girl ship is gonna wreck mm-hmm. but you don't know does she survive what happens what causes the wreck what's happening here uh, is it something supernatural is it something very human um, and maybe. Learning more about this wreck will help this little boy. Like, it is it is so good. Just Kid is, like, as soon as I read Things in Jars, I immediately bought the other books that she wrote, and I love them. Very excited about this. It is fantastic. So that's called The Night Ship by Just Kidd. And mine is Rest in the Root by Justine Ireland. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Andy wrote in about our Media Mail episode I am a relatively new listener as this is my first time writing into the show. I was excited by this week's discussion of media mail. It is a postal method wow. near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so cute. A few years ago, my wife and I moved back to her hometown so she could take a university teaching position, and I was unnerved to discover that there were no jobs here or nearby in my field. For the few months I was job hunting, I struck a deal with our local friends of the library to sell their mountains of retired and donated books on Amazon and eBay, splitting the profits 50-50. What right. a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, The first thing I learned was that the margins on used books are slim and that the cost of bubble envelopes and other mailers will erode profits. Mm. So I found a YouTube tutorial that demonstrates how to make a book mailer from a cardboard box, and this method made all the difference. The mailers work well. With the right size box, you can make a mailer to ship multiple books at once, and you can get a couple of mailers out of most boxes. They're also fun to make. Andy also created a tutorial for us that he sent that is super cool, and I'm going to try out. So thank you, Andy. Wow. This is really Cool,
1: good job, yes. And, and we'll post that link to that tutorial because that is uh, that's very interesting, yes. We also got a hot book bag tip from an unnamed person. <laughs> I don't know what the word for a hot book bag tip would be like zippers, going. oh, yeah, that's good, that's good, zippers. Uh huh. Um, the best i found yet is the Fial Raven Kraken convertible backpacks. You can wear them as a tote or a backpack. There's a water bottle pocket, zip pocket, they aren't too big. You can buy padded. Add-on straps for your shoulders. Great size. Has changed my computer life on days I go to work. Would highly recommend separate pouches in your bag for all things. Pouch for chapstick cosmetics. Pouch for key slash essentials. Pouch for snacks, which I do. Um, always makes it easier to gra- <laughs> for, to find your most grabbed items quickly. I like this idea. I don't have this backpack, but I do know a lot of people who have this this one. Maybe I do need this. I know. Now I am, my best friend Lauren, uh, who actually I will shout out right now, is the
0: reason why we're doing this episode, because she told me about all this stuff, has one of these backpacks uh, as her kind of work bag. And I am very interested in getting one of these.
1: Yeah. I didn't know about the tote to backpack thing. That is interesting to me. Because I do like a tote. It's literally called, I'm looking at it right now, it's called a tote pack. It's called what? A tote pack. A tote pack. That's very cute. Um, hold on. Let me very see. cool. I'm going to see if they have it on, um, for our Amazon wish list. Oh, yeah. Adding this to our Amazon wishlist. I mean, it's pretty pricey also. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's $95, but it looks very nice. Okay, we're adding some of these to our... Wish list if anyone wants to spend they are pricey though so y'all don't feel like you have to buy these for us there these are between 60 and 100 dollars it seems like so they're expensive backpacks they're they're a lot but we have we have some toasts we haven't we haven't reviewed yet right Mallory that we need to review yeah we're working our way through also if you want to see
0: video of Bria and I testing out the waterproof mm-hmm. e-reader and book bags. You can check out on our Instagram. There are Bria and I in the pool with books, dunking bags of books. It's very funny. And then, So Alice wrote in with a wheelhouse that is female and non-binary protagonists, BIPOC uh, characters, LGBTQ plus characters, fun magic, non-horror, witches, werewolves, and vampires, space, spaceships, and houses as characters, being nice to AI, yes, I say thank you to Siri, mystery, comics, graphic medicine, comics about health, and nonfiction about nature, history, especially non-white and non-male, science, and reading slash libraries. Cool. I like the non-horror, witches, werewolves, and vampires. That's fun. Yeah, that is
1: that is actually very
0: fun. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we delve into the world of aftermarket book products, we're going to take a quick break.
1: Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by BetterHelp. You know what? Sometimes I wish life came with a user manual. You know, like I could just get a manual, open it up, and it's like, here's how you do this, here's how you live, here's how you be a human. But guess what? Better help therapy is basically the next best thing. Here's the things that therapy can help you with. This helped me with. It can help you to learn coping skills. It can help with self-empowerment. It can help with dealing with trauma. Y'all, personally, I've had a lot of life transitions. I've had a lot of life changes. I've had some career changes. And therapy really did help me with that. It helped me to think about myself in a different way. But also, remember, I was the same person, no matter who I am. This is all very helpful. And it can give you skills to get through your world, your daily world. So... BetterHelp. Let me tell you about it. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. This is always really hard, honestly. So this is great and it makes it easy. And if you've thought about therapy, hey, it could be a good time. If you thought about it, I'm gonna say you should do it. Even one little thought. So learn more and save up to 10% on your first month at betterhelp.com slash glasses. That's better H E L P help. H-E-L-P dot com slash glasses. Glasses.
0: I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food, our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation. The show for
1: free and independent thinkers about Star Trek.
0: And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. This week, we're delving into an interesting little corner of the book world, aftermarket book extras. These aren't special editions of books. They are extra things that you can buy to add to a book that already exists. Where do you get them and are they worth the money? Again, I want to thank my best friend, Lauren Panapinto, friend of the show, for giving us the heads up about these. I immediately texted Bria these links that Lauren had sent me and I was like, oh my God. Look at this stuff. Yeah, never. Neither of us had ever heard of these. So again, these are not special books. They
1: are things that you. You already add have to books. the book. You have the book. This yes. is something you buy. In addition, it's like buying an accessory. You got a Barbie doll. You're buying like a that Barbie doll a little a new outfit or like maybe a little yes. maybe if you what are those things? American Girl doll. It's like you're buying her a little dog and then a tub tub yes. for the little dog. Have you ever been in the American Girl doll store? It is wild. It is one of the— I have never been in there. I think that place is kind of amazing. Like, I actually <laughs> kind of like walking around in there because it is the wildest place. It's like, did you want this extra outfit for your doll's accessory dog that is $45? It's crazy. Anyway, but it's— uh, it, oh I know American Doll is like— It's like a good— I, I think. I think it's like a good thing. Like, it's supposed to be very educational, but it is— The store is really funny oh, I don't know. Funny to me. I-
0: I never had one. No, me neither. Um,
1: me neither. I was thinking more
0: like when, when someone buys a Honda Civic and then they put like a spoiler on the back. Oh, and then they tint the windows. Okay, I see, I see. And then they like put those, you know, you ever see a car driving on the highway and they have got like purple lights underneath, like that kind of stuff. Yes, like, okay. So also, you see but like that, that, but for books. As a book. Yes. <laughs> so first off, we're going to talk about something called alternative book jackets. Mm. So these are book jackets. With spikes with on them al- who
1: listen to <laughs> uh, metal music. <laughs> they look like Mallory.
0: <laughs> They're covered in tattoos. Um, so they're they're basically book jackets that you can buy with different alternative book covers that you can buy to put on your book. They're not these aren't like protective book jackets that you put on like would put on your textbooks when you were in high school. These are they are book jackets with totally different book covers. And so most of the companies that produce them make them for really popular books like Harry Potter or The Hobbit. And they range in price from like $30 into the hundreds. Wow. And we need to say right off the bat, a lot of these companies that make them do not have the license to do so and sometimes can get in kind of hot water with publishers, but they're very interesting little corner of the book world.
1: Yeah. So some companies, they do make alternate dust jackets for classic vintage books like Agatha Christie or old noir books. So maybe you have a copy, you can get a jacket to make it look like a first edition, like you have a newer copy, you can get a jacket and it'll look like a first edition. Yeah. The tricky part for all of this, though, is making sure, and this is something I kept looking at when I was when we were doing this research, is finding a jacket that has the exact dimensions of the book you have because a lot of the books, they change, and the jackets may not be right. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Bria, what do you think of these?
1: Okay, if you're a collector, it could be cool and i think it could be cool it also could be a cool gift for someone if you know they're into this kind of stuff or like they have some old copy of like catcher in the rye and they it's like looking crappy and you know they and you could be a way to fix it but again the size is weird. Also, it's a little bit like buying art. Like, you have to really want this thing because you're going to be looking at it for a long time. Like, I assume this is for people... Mm-hmm. These are the books you have on display in your house, which I don't really have because there's no yeah. space for that in my house. So my books are kind of like... they. Are, I mean, they are on display, but like in a specific room. So it, it's not like I'm looking at them all of the time. I did find ones that I thought were really cute. The ones I really did like, and this is very strange, was this... There's one on Etsy that was just plain white you could get a plain white book jacket with like the name of the book on it it kind of seemed like something like an even evil, evil billionaire would have like it's, like, <laughs>
0: it's like, like isn't there a brand that like it's like it, they make all kinds of food but it's just like if like the beer is just a white can that says beer on it and like the I mean. crackers are just like a white box that say crackers on it so also, like isn't it's that what happens if things? you put on
1: the glasses in they live They Live. Yes. (laughs) You want They Live books. (laughs) Yeah like it i don't know i think also um on the new interview with the vampire show there is he goes into this weird room at some point and i do think all there's one line of books that are all just like white I, i've seen it in like decorator like blogs where they turn the books backwards we've talked about this where it's yeah. just the white edge which i think is a little strange but this is like if you wanted all your books it's for to people match, who are looking for
0: all of like the aesthetic so aesthetics. like it all matches so if you are already- I, I am looking at books to look at my books. Right. But if you
1: if you are an evil billionaire and you want all white aesthetic or like there's also ones where it's like oh I own like all three books from like this trilogy or something you can get them all to match instead of, and so they all have matching yeah. ones which could be really cool especially if you're like a big you fan know, of the I trilogy. Don't, I... Did not think about that. That might be an interesting, like if
0: you have a bunch of different versions of the same series and oh. you want them all to look the same. Yeah, and you
1: put them all together. And like, especially if you're like, oh, this is the thing I'm into. I'm into like, you know, I mean, the Harry Potter ones obviously come to mind, but like, I think there's like, you know, yeah, any trilogy, but there listen, y'all, people are making these things. You can go out, if you like some trilogy, you could probably go find alternate book jacket covers
0: yeah especially for big long series I saw one for Wheel of Time mm. that it's like all one illustration like a big long but, horizontal illustration Yeah, so when you put them in order the books. yeah which
1: is cool I, I mean it's cool would I buy them no because again like my books are really I we have a area in the house that's kind of the library and we have a lot of books there but like it's uh they're not neat and clean, and they do not look like an evil billionaire. It looks more like a uh, an old, like a like like a a woman who hasn't left her house. What is the lady? It's, it's Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. What is her name from Haversham. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more like her house. Um, so I don't know if these make sense for me, um, but um, I if you are an evil billionaire, hey. Why the hell not? No, if you're a collector and you are, do you want them all for like the Wheel of Time or something, I could see it being very cool. And or if you know someone who takes like great pride in their collection, this could be like a cool gift. But again, you're going to have to take that measuring tape out and figure out, make sure they have the right copy for this. Yeah. So what do you think? What what do you think of the the alternate book jackets? So my first thought when I looked at these was like
0: $40, I can buy a whole new book with yeah, that. Yeah, you can. For I could buy two trade paperbacks with that. Mm. <sighs> I love physical books. My house is absolutely fucking filled with them. I personally do not really get into stuff like this. Honestly, I'd rather just have a new book. Like if you were like, here, here is a fancy new jacket with different art for a book you already have or a brand new book. I'm going to take the new book every time. And the unlicensed part does make me feel pretty weird. Mm. It depends on the company. It depends like some of the, like I, I saw one of them that we were looking at that was like for a all it was like one of those big horizontal illustrations for all the Harry Potter books and it said right there like we do not have an affiliation with with Scholastic or um or JK Rowling in any way although i mean i guess i don't really care if someone's taking money from her <laughs> well
1: and i think people make a lot of like fan art and for some ways i I, mean, yeah. I consider it kind of in that fan art world which is like what etsy is at this point where etsy's
0: like that's cuz that's the thing yeah. is it's kind of a gray area cuz it's you're not buying it's not like they're selling the the books right they're just selling the covers but again they also like again it's, it's a very weird legal gray area because it is kind of fan heart but they also are like selling book cover like unlicensed book covers it just like i don't know it makes me feel kind of weird um but the the i think the ones that are really cool are the vintage ones if i had to get one i'd go for the vintage ones like if you have um if you have like a stephen king and you want to get uh Stephen King book and you want to have the cover look like it did in the 70s or you have a Shirley Jackson and you want it to look like the first edition, like that's pretty cool, especially because, you know, every few years a lot of these classic books get new book covers and if you want an older one, I think that's pretty cool, but I don't know. I would just, like some of these, we saw one of them, I think the Wheel of Time one that we looked at was like $225. Yeah. Like that is so many books that I could buy. Yeah. I just don't think I would, I care about that stuff as much as I care about having more books
1: yeah yeah but again like this does feel like a collector item like in in that category of thing yeah
0: so we also looked at custom sprayed edges so these are actually books that you buy they're not something you add to a book you actually buy the book that artists these artists buy the book themselves. They take it, they spray or paint designs or colors on the edges of the book. So when, obviously when the book is closed, you can see it, they range in price from like $30 to over a hundred, depending on the book and the design. And these are a little less like weirdly grayly illegal because the artist has actually bought the book. So, you know, it's the author is has somewhere been paid. Uh, you're basically buying a used book that actually hasn't been read and has just been painted. Bria, what did you think about these? How
1: do you know it hasn't been read? They may have read it.
0: Maybe I mean, but what artist has
1: the time to, <laughs> to read like... every book to read it over and over again and then paint it? Yeah. Um. Okay. I-, I was skeptical when I I was like, "What is this?" Um. But they kind of look amazing. Like the one I looked at, yes. there was one of of Clara and the sun. Um. And it has this like beautiful sun painted on the side. And what we're trying to say is like the book is closed, and when it's closed, yes, there's like a picture on the where the pages are. On the page side. Um, so you could put it the other way on the shelf. But, you know, when you open it, you, obviously you can't tell that there's, like, a picture. There's one for Mexican Gothic that had, like, this cool wallpaper-looking pattern on it. I thought this was cool. I think, again, a cool gift. Um, because even if you already own the book, you'd be like, oh, this is something new. Like, like someone just gave me a very, uh, very cool copy of I Am Legend. And I already have I Am Legend, but copy they gave me is really cool. So, like, I'm like, oh, this is a very, like, cool special edition. So, like, if you know someone who's into, like, mm-hmm. cool special editions, which I like that kind of thing, then I think this could be a really cool gift. And it's not that much more than a regular book, too, which is why I was surprised about. The ones you yeah. sent me were, like, 30 to 40 bucks. So it's like, oh, I'm paying 10 extra bucks for, like, because it is not used looking. I um, mean, it has this art on yeah, it. Yeah, so that's a thing. I'd pay 10 bucks. I If you were, like hey, we're going to, I bet this exists, where there's a day where like an artist is set up and they'll draw on the side of your favorite books and like draw something from the book or something. I would be like, I'd pay somebody 10 bucks to do that because like I want to support an artist and that seems kind of cool. So like it didn't seem like that much extra to me to get this cool kind of bonus thing on your book if you're into it. How did you feel? You liked them too. I felt the same way. At first, I was very skeptical because I was like, well, what are these? And then I looked at
0: that one. I was like, these are fucking cool. Like, there are companies that do them, but I think both of us agree that the best ones I saw were just individual artists on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Like... I saw one that was for I Kiss Shower Wheeler by Casey McQuiston, and the edges were sprayed with, like, pink and green flowers that, like, Mm. perfectly matched the cover. I saw one for the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix that had little coffins on it. That's so cute. That's
1: so cute. Yeah.
0: (laughs) These would make really cool gifts for the person who already, you know, everyone has someone in their life that, and I am, uh, me and Bria are normally that person that they read so much that you are afraid to get them a book because they might have already they might already have it or read it or both. Um, but this, you don't have to worry about it because even if they already have it, they don't have this fancy version yeah. uh, that looks really cool. And yeah, I I didn't think about that, but you are totally right. The the price point I was at after we had looked at the dust jackets, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to be like a hundred dollars each, but thirty to forty bucks is not that bad. Yeah, especially if you are buying like I Kiss Char Wheeler you know, these would probably be the the YA books would probably be the, the best ones for these artists to sell because they own, they cost less than $20 because YA books are always cheaper than adults and then you can sell them for like 30 bucks. I mean, most adult hardcovers are between 30 and $40. Yeah. And like adult hardcovers <laughs> are expensive. And aren't they,
1: these are all hardcovers, right? There's not any. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it would be too to... hard to do a paperback. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the you being like
1: this. I I think I do think it's very cool though. It's a very cool way to like incorporate art into your your books. Not that books aren't art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: no, but it's it, it feels know. like it feels like both. It feels like something that's been like a really special object on and and on honestly after looking at all the dust jackets, I had expected all of these to be like, you know, Harry Potter, uh The Hobbit all, like very popular books, but I was really surprised when I saw like again Casey McQuiston, Grady yeah. Hendrix, uh, they, like they a lot feel of, like, yeah,
1: less. It's less the like books that you would go like. It's it's books. It's more specific. It feels like people are yeah, probably more actually modern, fans of the books, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it's more. It's books that like buzzy, interesting, cool books that are coming out within the past few years. Like. I would I would absolutely like if I uh, wanted to get a gift or there was like one book that I was absolutely there was a few books that I was like I might actually buy one of these right now mm. maybe I should just buy one cuz they're they're really really cool I think the of the two things that we're talking about in this episode, I think we're both on the side that these are the cooler ones. I,
1: I agree, but...
0: Just you because know, you're also getting a book when you pay for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Instead
1: of just the paper that you have to fold. Look, we know there's someone at home who's like, I like alternate da- dust jackets. That's fine. That's fine. That's, if that's the thing you want to collect, look, there are people who collect stuff that we don't like also. Like, I there's I also wouldn't collect like Precious Moments figurines, but if you do, you know, Godspeed. I think I, I just have a hard time of collecting, spending money and
0: collecting things that... I don't use. Mm. Like I have tons and tons and tons of books, but like they're books. I can read them. Yeah, we're both I kind am of really into fountain pens yeah. and inks and I use all of them for work every single day. Like I don't call there's nothing that I collect that I'm not using in my everyday life. But yeah, if you same. have like a really fancy display bookshelf or bookcase, I can totally see that. I like the sprayed edges better because it's something that you can like, You A, again, you're getting a book and you can hold it and read it. But when you're reading the book, you kind of like it to have this like experience of seeing the cool art on the side. Yeah. So,
1: But if you collect either know, of these, let of us, these. us know. We, we'd be curious about people who are going out buying these. Or if you do these, I would love to oh, talk yeah. to someone I who have- either makes the book
0: jackets or if you are an edge sprayer, Wow, There's an edge artist. An edgy, <laughs> edgy, edge artist. <laughs> I would love to talk to you. Or if you buy stuff like this, let us know. We'd love to hear. Very, very interested in this. Um, so you can send your thoughts on these to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a reader problem,
1: we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Dipsy. Self-care is really important. It's something we talk about all the time on the show. What are you doing for your self-care? What are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to better yourself? But in between meditation sessions or going to yoga or going to the nail salon or eating that bar of chocolate, that's my self-care, how often are you taking care of your needs, your personal needs? How about you transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires with dipsy, all have heard us talk about Dipsy. We really like Dipsy. We're glad that they are a sponsor of the show because it's an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. And they bring all sorts of fun scenarios to life with, with things that you are thinking about. Hey, what about that? You're thinking about going to yoga? What about that sexy yoga teacher? You thinking about going to eat a bar of chocolate? Hey, I'm sure there's a food-related one. We all love a food-related scenario. They bring these series to life. They have immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. It can be, you know, you want an accent? They got lots of accents. There, there's all sorts of fun stuff up there, and we would encourage you just to go look. It's radically inclusive. That's why we really like it. It has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice-acted by people of color. So we like that. We think Dipsy is very cool. So if you want to try it out, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. That's free. So you can just try it out. If you're like, I'm just having a night to myself at home. I'm in the tub, you know, something. You want to you want to try it out? It's free. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to com slash glasses. com slash glasses. Glasses. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Milk Bar. Are you stressing what to bring to your holiday get togethers this year? I know it's something I think about all the time. Will it be something I make? Do I have time to make it? Do I want to make it? I probably don't. But hey, Milk Bar has got you covered with treats that are always a crowd pleaser. Let's be real, everyone knows dessert is the main event. It is in my house, it is in my life. I would like to have dessert for every meal, and guess what? Milk Bar, you could do that. I'm not saying you should, but you could. So James Beard award-winning celebrity chef Christina Tosi opened the first Milk Bar Bakery in 2008 in New York, and she's been shaking up the dessert scene ever since with her unique spin on iconic flavors. And now you can ship Milk Bar's desserts nationwide. That's amazing. Milk Bar is a perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life this holiday season. Jump in just in time for Thanksgiving. For a limited time, Milk Bar is offering their delicious pumpkin milk bar pie, apple cider donut cake, and apple cider donut troubles. Those sound so good. My stomach is growling right now. If you act fast, you can also get your hands on their seasonal lab drop pumpkin coffee cake cake. That's right. The word cake is in it twice. That's how you know it's delicious. Pumpkin coffee cake cake. Seriously, my stomach is growling. Made in limited batches right straight from their experimental kitchen. You know, I love treats. I love chocolate. I love coffee. I love pumpkin. I really do love pumpkin. Pumpkin is something I could eat all year round, but I love this time of year because guess what? This is the time of year where you can actually get it all the time. And Milk Bar will help you do that. So right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer gift. You'll get $15 off any order of $80 by going to MilkBarStore.com slash glasses. That's MilkBarStore.com slash glasses. Wow, $15, $80. That's a lot of money. That's a large percentage. So if you're looking to buy something, go to MilkBarStore.com slash glasses. Glasses.
0: Hi, it's Kevin from Max Fun HQ. This year for Giving Tuesday, we're inviting you to a super fun tarot event. It's got some of your favorite Max Fun hosts, and it's for a great cause. Join Depression Modes' John Moe, Carrie Poppy of Ono, Ross & Carrie, Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse, Tom Lum from Let's Learn Everything, and Ellen Weatherford of Just the Zoo of Us. Your suggested $10 donation supports National CASA, GAL, and their work advocating for kids in foster care. That's this Giving Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out MaximumFun.org slash events for more information and tickets to The Tarot Show with John Moe.
1: solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Hallie writes in, Hi, Mallory and Bria. A tea shop opened near my house, and I've been in a couple of times. Last time, I noticed they have a small shelf of books labeled as, by the way, a tea shop. God, what a wonderful thing. Uh, it's oh. labeled as communal books, I assume, for patrons to read while they enjoy their tea. Here's my question. Are these books for reading only at the tea shop and then put back? Or does this function like a free little free library where people can take books and donate books it doesn't look heavily curated, which makes me think it might be the latter. I think I could, I realized I could ask the staff, but how to phrase it so I don't sound like someone who just wants to take books home? This is such a funny question. I've run into this problem before at similar places and have never figured it out. How can we help when a shelf of books means, how, sorry, how can we tell if a shelf of books means take versus borrow? This seems like such a glasser question, so I hope you can help, Mallory. <laughs> What? This is a glasser problem for sure. What is your answer to this glasser uh, question? And I totally
0: get this. I I'd feel the exact same way. And first, I wouldn't be shy about asking. I don't think that they think that you're going to like scurry off with all of their books. But just be like, hey, I started reading this while I was drinking my my tea. Is it okay to take home? Second, I feel like they have to be books to take home yeah. because I can't imagine they think people are going to read the entire book in one sitting over a single latte or tea or whatever. Like. And if you feel bad, next time, bring some books to replace it with. Like, I'm sure this, I know this is a glass of, they I'm sure you've got a book that you have read and you don't want around your house and you're willing to get, or looking to get rid of. Like, bring, bring
1: one, take a book, leave a book, you know? Yeah. Do you think she could take this book home? Honestly, I don't really know. It's a really tough question. So I'm going to say, okay, I looked up the communal. Communal means for members of the community or common use, which for me makes me think, you can take it home because you're a member of this community and you're going to come back. And it's kind of good for them because you'll bring it back and then you'll probably buy another tea. Yeah. Uh, um, so I think with the plan to bring it back is the way to do it. Not a free little library, because a free free little library, I feel like a lot of times you take those and maybe you don't bring them back. Like a lot of times you keep those books. Which is books. funny because it's a
0: library, so you should.
1: <laughs> yeah, but often I think people, maybe they do, but no, I think people, like people just take books. People take me. them and then they take bring other books back. Cause I I don't see the same books at my free little library over and over. It's kind of no, like I see a book you know, and then never, it's gone. Not. Um, so... I think take it and return it when you're done maybe is the communal part of it. Like, so it's still for use in that community. But also I wouldn't feel bad either way. But yeah, you can't read a whole book over a tea unless it's like a book of poetry or something. Which, by the way, I think if you have, that would be a great thing to donate to this library. Just saying. That would be really cool. Like something people actually could read in one sitting. A zine or um yeah, like uh mm-hmm. yeah like a
0: or if they read it or if they read part of it it wouldn't be like oh no i need to find out
1: what's happening yeah it's kind of like it's fine to read just a, have you ever started a, like a series on an airplane and then you get home and you realize that you can't watch it at home like you you start like on an overseas no. flight i'll try to watch a series like i'll be like now i'm going to watch you know, Riverdale and I watch like three episodes and I'm like, great. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't watch it or whatever. That it feels like that.
0: Very weird fact about me. I've never watched anything on an airplane. I, what?
1: You only yeah. read? <laughs> I only read. Wow.
0: I don't know why. I have a really hard, I, I and I, I there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I'm going to look for something and then I can never find anything that's interest more interesting to me than my book.
1: It's one of my great joys in life is deciding what I will be watching on this overseas flight. Like making that plan oh, no. for the next eight hours, eight to 12 hours where I'm like, okay, Oh, wow, I can get through like this action. It's like always like big action movies that I haven't seen, or something, you know, just like some big popcorn movie that I haven't seen because I'm gonna fall asleep anyway. Anyway, um, we think oh, that that's the other th- thing is I can't sleep on planes, so oh. we think that you should you should be able to take it. I think that's what we're deciding. Yes, and, and I don't think they're gonna stop you. <laughs> Wait, no, come I don't back think they're gonna tackle book. you on the way out the door.
0: Yeah, but I think. You, I think honestly, they'll probably be excited that you're taking this book. They're excited that you're there buying their tea. And again, if you want to ask, just again, phrase it like that. Be like, "Hey, I started reading this while I was drinking my tea, and I really want to bring it home. Is that okay? Because I want to finish it." I don't. I if they said no to you, they're a monster. Yeah, is, <laughs> like, there's no possible way they could say no to that. So, if and also glassers, write in if you have dealt with these problems. Maybe if you own a tea store or you, or a coffee shop or something, and you've created these communal shelves and in your, let us know what, what your rules are. You know, I can't, I just can't imagine that someone would be upset. And again, I'm sure if you brought some books and put them on the shelf, they would be excited too. So we are, as usual, absolving you of your book guilt. Grab that book and bring it home. You're totally fine. And if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to Podcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a recommendation request from Micah. Micah says Sometime in the next year or so, I'm due to have an operation to have a full hysterectomy. This is going to take quite a toll on my body, so I could be a supine reader for weeks. I'm already planning to keep up with my usual mix of ebooks, audiobooks, and podcasts as I do now to try to keep the boredom at bay. Unfortunately, my local library doesn't have a great audiobook resource. I'm in the UK and I'm constantly maxed out on my Audible subscription, so I don't have a plan for that yet. Do you have any tips for me? I became a Max Fun subscriber this year, but I couldn't find an email confirming which podcast I selected when I joined, so I never con- contacted you guys about a recommendation. I live for Steamy Fantasy featuring the fae slash elven concept of mates, mm. which I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, enemies to lovers slash mates, magic, complex characters, female and NB protagonists who know how to fight and kick arse. I'm pansexual, but never seem to find anything with a pan or bi character in it, especially in my wheelhouse. Uh, anyway, thanks for the wonderful podcast and for rekindling my love of reading found you guys through OnRack, and now i'm back to reading as much as i can after a years long book slump loving it so much uh bria what should micah
1: read i haven't got to recommend this one for a while so i'm excited to recommend it which is borderline by michelle baker also i just gotta say micah also random was like hey here's also my goodreads list so you know all the fantasy i've read because there's a ton of fantasy on there and this was actually pretty helpful because i went through and i was like What about this one? Nope, already read. What about this one? Already read. They've not read Borderline. It is the first in the series, so if you like it, you can try more while you are supine. You can keep reading. Mm -hmm. The main character is either bisexual or pansexual. I cannot remember. And I tried to look it up, and um, it seemed like websites were... Also split on the issue. Didn't know. Didn't know. Um, um, uh, but I I don't remember what if if she ever says exactly. But um, and also trigger Wanting here for suicide because there is like a that's a big part of this. But it's about a woman who's definitely kick arse. I like saying arse. Uh, so cute. Who is uh, tasked with finding a missing movie star, and while she's trying to do this like in this sort of like amateur detective sort of way, um, she's introduced to this parallel world, a fairy tale esque. Creatures, So I think it will, like, it will satisfy a couple things with the, like, f- fey fantasy magic stuff, but also have this bisexual character and then also uh, having a woman who's going to kick arse. I think this could be an interesting yes. way that may get you out of, like, what you normally read because it seems like— You have read every fantasy book, and I haven't read that many. (laughs) And so when looking up, I was like, oh, well, you've already read that. You've already read that. Um, So that was very helpful to me. What do you have for Micah? Uh,
0: well, first off, I do want to say, Micah, see if there are any major city libraries in the UK that you can get an out-of-town card for. Here in the US, there is several libraries, several major libraries that you can pay to get an out-of, like you don't live there, but you can pay to have a library card there. Um, so I would check that out um, and and see maybe, um, maybe there's a major UK city whose library you can um, pay to get a card for and then... Get access to all their lovely audiobooks, so highly, highly recommend that. There's also plenty, if you're looking for classics, if you go to LibriVox, there are available every, like, and I'm pretty sure they're available in every country, it's just free audiobooks for classic books, um, like, there are hundreds and hundreds of them, uh, so it's a pretty uh, great place to look for look for, um audiobooks there and then second my recommendation is a book called not your sidekick by cb lee mm. um so heads up this is the start of a series um uh, and it's about a world where lots of people have superpowers just not our protagonist uh who is bi so she uh, her, bo- her parents are both superheroes and she's very frustrated that she doesn't have powers and she ends up getting an internship working for the city's biggest supervillain. And there is romance, there is magic. She is super kick-ass. Again, she is bi, and yes, it is available in the UK. I think it'll it'll tick some of your boxes. And uh, again, a series that you can uh, read while you are uh, recuperating. We wish you uh, a speedy recovery. And uh, again, if you find uh, out-of-town um UK library that you can get a card for let us know so we can share the information with other UK listeners uh, and it's all so if you want us to answer your recommendation request or solve your reader problem you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com as always we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page remember you can buy reading glasses totes shirts stickers all kinds of fun stuff over at our void merch store remember two different designs the reading and Mallory and glasses and Bria and podcast and then the reading cat that <laughs> design are being retired at the end of this month. So this is the last month that you can buy them. Uh, check out the link in the show notes for that. Uh, and if you like the show, please rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice. It really makes a huge difference and will only take quite literally 60 seconds of your life. Do it on, in the mobile app. Uh, if you are an Apple podcast user, it's very easy. There are many other podcast apps that you can use. I don't know what they are because I use Apple podcast myself. But truly, 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 we really, really appreciate it. And it makes a huge difference for us. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for reading. For me.